0: Welcome to the Musician's Venture Podcast. This is a podcast focused on lessons learned from musicians' backstories, as well as from building successful careers in the music business. My name is Nick O'Brien, and I'll be interviewing artists and industry experts and offering insights based on events that Wisconsin Music Ventures has produced. On occasion, I'll be joined by Allison Im, the founder of Wisconsin Music Ventures, as she and I will dive into topics relevant to the music industry so let's get down to business.
1: Welcome to this episode of the Musician's Venture Podcast. I am your host, Nick O'Brien, and it's been a while since I've been joined by Wisconsin Music Venture's founder, Allison M. So we wanted to do a joint episode on the focus of safety in the music industry, especially for women. It's been a A topic of focus for wisconsin music ventures lately with some incidents that have happened in the milwaukee music scene you know allison has previously put out a solo episode on this topic and wisconsin music ventures has hosted a couple of events one being a panel event with females from around the country who have experienced harassment and stalking and negative incidents of that manner and just them sharing their stories and then we hosted a musician meetup on this topic as well. So there's a lot of kind of good reception around this cause, raising the level of awareness on this topic that's been in the music industry for decades. But given the recent incidents that Wisconsin Music Ventures has been close to, there's a real strong push for you know trying to find some ways to implement solutions and kind of put in some stop gaps and some preventative measures to try to get ahead of this problem and, and take care of it. And so Allison and I just wanted to kind of get together and chat about the new developments as it relates to this topic. And so Allison, thanks for joining. It's, it's good to be on the microphone again with you. <laughs>
2: uh, good to be here with you as well. And thanks, Nick. One of the reasons we wanted to do this one together is because it's important that we talk about this from the female perspective, but it's also really important that we have men who are allies working with us to support what we're doing. And you've been a really great advocate and, and this person assisting us with this cause and uh, leading that really awesome musician meetup. That was a really great way to um, bring other men in the conversation as well. So thank you for that.
1: Of course, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a big problem. And it's weird because as a man, it's not happening directly to me, but I have a lot of really strong relationships with females in the industry and in other industries as well. And it just really digs at me. You know, every story I hear that, you know, a friend or anybody, maybe I don't even know them, has had to endure. And I feel like, I guess as a man, like partially, you know, indirectly responsible, you know, as a conversation we had during the meetup of just like, you know, what is it like for a man to be an ally in this arena? So I'm excited to kind of dive into that a, a little bit during this conversation.
2: Yeah. And I think if I recall, and you can stop me if I'm incorrect on this, but some of the answers that we brought up in that conversation as to how men can be allies is, you know, first of all, just be a good example, (laughs) uh, which most people are. And but also if you see someone doing something that they shouldn't, a lot of times the men who are harassing, stalking, acting violent towards women, they will not listen to women as much as they will listen to other men who tell them to stop doing something. So please consider, you know, stepping up and telling people, if you see them doing something crazy wrong, like, you know, take it upon yourself to tell them that this is unacceptable, that that you're gonna report them or, you know, something, something. Take some action because it is much safer for you to do that than for women. And it's much more effective for men to do that with men, I think. So
0: Yeah,
1: absolutely. And one story that came out of the musician meetup that we had that I was really happy to hear took place and a different kind of angle for leveraging the power of an audience mm-hmm. that one of the musicians shared that during one of his shows he had noticed something in the audience happening where a man was being inappropriate to a, a woman and they stopped mid song and like called the guy out on stage mm-hmm. was like, Hey, I see what you're doing. It's not cool. Stop it right now. Mm-hmm. And obviously everybody in the audience is just looking at this individual. And that takes a lot of courage mm-hmm. to do that as a musician who is paid mm-hmm. to perform and not to police the audience. To me, that spoke volumes about this musician's character and it's like recognizing the importance of the situation and how he and his bandmates were in a position of authority because they had the microphone, because they had the attention of the audience. And they put themselves and their performance on the back burner, at least momentarily, mm-hmm. to step up and be an ally in that incident, that to me, I mean, I still get goosebumps just kind of reflecting on that musician telling that story. So, I mean, there's another good opportunity. You probably don't think about doing that as a musician, you're there to do a job, but you're also a human being Mm -hmm. and there's another job, you know, and protecting other human beings and incidences like that. So yeah, I'm not going to name any names, but if that that musician is listening to this episode, props, man, that's (laughs) a really, really excellent example of how to to be an ally.
2: Right. You have the ultimate platform, you have the the loudest microphone in the place, you have the microphone in the place. So, yes, that's a perfect example. But even calling people out on social media, if you see inappropriate things being done, you know, rallying people to, you know, unfriend or block or, you know, not use their services if it's really severe, Because that will send a message in ways that we can't always do otherwise. So, yeah, those are just some ideas. Do you recall other things from that conversation?
1: Yeah, I mean, I know that there was conversation around wanting to know the names of individuals that have been problematic in this area, just so that that could be distributed among the community. because. You know, I think most humans are going to just give people that they're meeting the benefit of the doubt. You know, you want people to be open, Mm -hmm. you know, in a community type environment like a music industry. And it's tough to kind of go into those interactions, having a bit of a wall up and like not necessarily believing everything that someone is saying to you, especially if you don't know them. But if you have that kind of context going into that interaction, it warrants a lot more intentional awareness around what they're saying and and who they're saying and about. I think just awareness is a big avenue that was talked about during that meetup. And, you know, there were other things said too, like a few of the female musicians and industry folks who were on the call just straight up said, you know, like, I just don't go out at night Mm -hmm. anymore. You know, whether it's For music activity or otherwise, like I just don't go out because I just don't feel safe being out around drunk males who are maybe not thinking in their right mind. And the men who were in that meetup, unprompted, just spoke up and said, here's my phone number. Like if you ever want to go out to a show or anything else, like please call me. Or text me and I'll be there. Like, we don't even know each other that well, but you can trust me. And, like, you know, there obviously were other attendees on that meetup as well who could vouch for what this individual was saying. And that led to there being this male-prompted idea of starting some sort of list of people that you could call or text if you're a female and you want to go out at night or go to a show but you don't want to go alone and you want to have kind of a crew of support around you. I thought that was an amazing. Like just yeah. kind of offer another testament to just like the character of the musicians who find themselves in WMV membership. It's just heartwarming, you know. Yeah,
2: it is. I'm so proud of them for doing that. And this is why we do what we do. Yeah, not only in that musician meetup were there women that said that, but also uh, on the four panelists on the the panel discussion that we had, three of which were from much bigger cities than Milwaukee. They all said in different ways that they don't go out, they don't go to shows. And these are women who work in the music industry. Well, actually one of them, I think she still does, but her shows are more like jazz and they're more daytime kind of things. And she has fewer issues with that, but it should be a real problem to you as a musician, if you're listening to this, that so many people are afraid to go out to see you (laughs) because it's gotten that bad because it could be a crime thing, it could be a neighborhood thing in some cases, but usually it's women versus men issue kind of thing that they brought up in in specific in this panel discussion. So that is why we are continuing to have this conversation. That's why we really value the men who are stepping up to be allies and why we just wanna keep this momentum going. And just personally, I mean, Wisconsin Music Ventures, I consider it a community for musicians and It's not just a place where we do just events. It's not just workshops. You know, I really want to have these discussions so that we have meaningful things that come out of this organization. And, you know, I encourage these discussions in in the meetups, in the panel events, and even amongst us as employees. For instance, I wanted to mention, I I think you were in a little bit of the conversation about this, Shannon, who edits our podcast I've had some really strong conversations with her about different things that have come up along the way, sometimes related to things podcast guests have said that we maybe have to edit out and it'll turn into a real, like, you know, social justice kind of conversation or something. But in this case, there was a sound technician that I referred her to in Wisconsin for event purposes, and she wanted to do some networking with this guy. And it's someone that is very well intentioned and a really good guy. And she met up with him a couple years ago when I first referred her to him. And he offered to meet up and take her out for drinks and get to know her and, and what her goals were. And right away she uh, texted me. She's like, Allison, he wants to go out for margaritas. <laughs> and she's like, I'm like, you know, 22 at the time. And he's a lot older than me. And it, I just don't feel comfortable with that. Like, what should I do? And I'm like, uh, you know, I I know both people here. I know that he doesn't mean anything bad by it. You know, so Shane and I had a really good conversation. She ended up just asking if he would go out for coffee instead. She didn't want to offend him by saying no to the drink. She didn't want to take herself away from doing work with him by saying, this is uncomfortable for me, but she also was uncomfortable with that possibility. So they ended up going out for coffee and all was fine. And they've been working together ever since. And, I ended up talking with him later about, you know, maybe adjusting his asks when talking with women, <laughs> especially young women. You know, it was a really good lesson. and And I talked with her about talking about this on the podcast. But, you know, it's really important to me that we have conversations around these things, because when we don't, this is where there's a lot of room for people to get the wrong impressions about the music business and women. To feel like they need to act a certain way or not act a certain way or let themselves be manipulated or just treated uh, in ways that they shouldn't.
1: So, yeah, and I think, you know, Shannon handled that really well. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. You know, I wouldn't have done that when I was her age.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's easy for me to put myself in male's shoes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've done that before where I've just been like, hey, you know, Yeah, let's go out for a beer or something and like it's after work hours or whatever. And, you know, I'm not thinking, is that appropriate? But because, you know, especially in Wisconsin, alcohol is like, it's a communal thing, right? And recently, you know, within the past few months, in accordance with all these other incidents that have come up in the music industry, I've been a lot more intentional about that. In my thinking, and my approach, like even asking like, hey, well, would you like to meet for coffee? or It's more of a question rather than like, hey, yeah, let's go out for drinks. You know, it's like I give the option. And there's been a couple of females who have responded to me of like, oh, you know, I definitely like a beer or two or a glass of wine after work. But I think for this first time, you know, let's just meet for coffee. And I think it's incredibly important for females to just share that, that maybe they're uncomfortable with that. I don't take that the wrong way. Like, honestly, that sets up the relationship on a really good foundation because they are willing and able to be kind of vulnerable and expressing their level of comfort with that type of a meeting and honestly makes things go even smoother. You just get that kind of idea of, oh yeah, like this is a strong-willed woman who is going to speak what's on her mind and what she's feeling and... Hell yeah. Like that's exactly who I want to build relationships with people who are who are strong in, in their opinions and in their own safety. So if you are a male and you find yourself, you know, reaching out to females in the industry to collaborate or, you know, anything of that nature, maybe adjust your invitation a little bit to be more of a question and giving an option of coffee or drinks or whatever don't assume that it's cool for you to invite a female over to your studio you know like maybe make it a public spot the first couple of times and if someone responds with you know i'm not really comfortable with that or whatever don't take it personal It says more about who they are than it does about who you are or what your intentions are so i think just be optimistic And open to getting those types of responses, because I think that actually points to some more honesty and transparency in the industry as a whole. And I think that will permeate the more engagements there are like that. It will start to cancel out a little bit, maybe not cancel out, but it'll bring balance. And hopefully the balance will start to kind of slide to a reality where these negative incidents are happening less and less because participants in the music industry are being more vocal and open and honest about what they're comfortable with and what they're not comfortable with.
2: And one other thing I wanted to mention um, before we move on to something else, but you had mentioned uh, naming the names of people and we haven't done that publicly. And, you know, well, one of the problems is uh, as we keep talking and having these conversations, there's more and more names (laughs) that keep Mm -hmm. coming. We have a, like a running list at this point. There are some that are definitely more problematic than others. But for a lot of the people who have been victims in some of these situations, they don't really want to have more consequences with the people who have been causing these problems. So that has been important. And that kind of leads me into the Milwaukee Magazine thing, actually, because as we talk about that, that's one example. They don't want to have any more fuss from them. And by disclosing names publicly, While in some of these instances, uh, there are public records of some of the criminal activities at this point, we just don't want to fuel the fire too much more. However, if anyone does really want to know, I have been open to people talking with me, talking with you at this point. I mean, Anyone who who really works with me at this point uh, is getting to know who some of the habitual offenders are. But again, one of the reasons we're having this conversation today for this podcast is that We just keep hearing more and more stories and more and more problematic people that are sometimes being propped up in in different organizations or in different festivals. And it's like the worse they are, the more exposure, the the further along they are in their career in some cases. It's crazy. So there's there's a lot of problems here that we're going to try and solve (laughs) one way or the other here. Since we last talked about this on the podcast, there was a Milwaukee Magazine article that came out focused on Emily White's situation, and we talked about Emily quite a bit on this podcast. In fact, you covered her uh, event.
1: It was the kickoff event for for the second season of How to Build a Sustainable Music Career and Collect All Revenue Streams podcast taping that that happened at No Studios in Milwaukee, which is unfortunately the venue in which one of these incidents took place, or at least catalyzed the incident taking place.
2: Right. And so what we were there to help celebrate and help promote drew a serious stalking issue, which is public record, but I'm still not going to name any names here. But Emily did go on the record and talk about a little bit of that story with a reporter from Milwaukee Magazine. And then in that same article, we were mentioned for having our conversation on the panel discussion and everything else. And the panel discussion was recorded and put on YouTube was also linked in there, and uh, we can put that in the show notes for this podcast. Yeah, I'm just grateful for them, for Tom for covering that, that story. It means a lot that people are starting to pay attention to these things. We just really want, and I know Emily definitely wants this as well, she just wants to have no one else go through what she went through, legally, mentally, emotionally, financially, so many reasons oh my gosh you know bottom line we want women to feel safe doing what we want to do in music not feeling like we can't do this job so
1: yeah and in Emily's case you know obviously the internal challenge that this particular incident you know led to for Emily you know I can't imagine the stress and the difficulty of having to endure that process and it seems to Potentially still be ongoing. You know, it's something that has a ripple effect. But from a music scene perspective, it's a smudge. Mm -hmm. You know, like she's from this area, but lives in New York. And she picked Milwaukee to come back to and do a live taping of the second season of what is the most listened to music podcast in the world. And I talked to her, you know, at that kickoff event, and she was very excited to be doing this in Milwaukee. And I mean, I think we all want Milwaukee's music scene to be seen and Wisconsin's music scene as a whole to be seen as this place that independent musicians and industry professionals can thrive. And, you know, in some of these cases, it's like all the good that is done and all the great things that stick out about the Wisconsin music culture is kind of overlooked when something like this happens. Mm -hmm. And so while it is very important and the most important to be thinking about the individuals that are involved in these situations, don't overlook the impact that it also has on the larger scene. Mm -hmm. And if you're part of the scene and you want to grow and to thrive in the ways that are beneficial to you, but also to your friends in the industry. It's imperative for you to take that into account because you could have the most beautiful painting ever seen, but if there's a smudge on it, like there's a smudge and it impacts the whole painting. So there are ripple effects when incidents like this happen, and I don't mean in any way to discredit the effects that it has on the individuals who are involved, but indirectly... It just does not look good. And it's going to have long-term effects that, you know, folks like you, Allison, and others who are involved in this kind of effort and this cause are working really hard to try to correct. So I don't know. I just wanted to point attention to like, it does impact the individuals, you know, the victims in these incidents, but it also has a larger impact on the scene as a whole. And if you don't care about it because you don't know the people that involved at least care about it because of the the scene that you are involved in and that you want to be there for you, you know, you need it most.
2: Yeah. She's a, you know, nationally, internationally known music industry personality. And, you know, we should have been pulling out all the stuff for her. We did in a lot of cases. And now she gets to go back to New York telling everyone about what a disaster it was. You know, I mean, certainly there were still a lot of great things that came out of her visit here, but she spent every spare second she had dealing with this problem, dealing with lawyers, you know, being in court and dealing with, you know, assembling evidence and, you know, documenting everything. And. She was still supposed to be doing other work while she was here, not just running those events. But, you know, I just, oh, my God, I, this is not what it should have come down to. And But this is what she goes home with. So that's why, I mean, I really feel strongly. I mean, also because we have been close to everyone involved here. You know, I feel really impassioned to do something, to move this forward and, and to, you know, have these conversations, but to... Kind of take the lead in correcting this because it is such a, a smear on our local industry. And, and it's not just this incident, this person, there are so many more. Uh, we were just talking about another serious issue right before we got on the podcast with a completely different person who's become very problematic for a lot of venues in the area. But there's many more than that that we keep finding out about because we're having these conversations. And we're not looking for gossip, we're not looking for rumors to be started. I do want to be very cognizant about that. I know that there are some people that just have uh, vendettas and agendas that, that really just want to put out smear campaigns on certain people, and, and we want to be very careful not to do that and to, to fall into those traps. So that's why, as we move forward, we really want to make sure that we have evidence, that we have documented things, as Emily did very thoroughly in her process, which is why she was able to get a 10-year restraining order against this particular person. But we want to be very cognizant to not spread inaccurate information about people because we don't want to do anything defamatory.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's necessary. It's part of the community, right? You don't want to take a rumor and turn it into something that it really wasn't. So, you know, there isn't necessary of like vetting the information and the person that this information has come from. And like you said, like having evidence that that shows it and Unfortunately, as you said earlier, like kind of the habitual offenders are experienced and know how to avoid opportunities for things to be documented. And so, you know, just be intentional about that and aware. And you were mentioning some folks that are rallying together, yourself included, Allison, to do something about this. In the panel discussion that WMV hosted, one of the panelists did mention an effort that she was starting Kind of at a national level to draw attention and, and try to correct this problem but it sounds like allison there's also going to be something potentially starting here locally it'd be great to hear more about that
2: yeah and tom who um, wrote the piece for milwaukee magazine was asking me about that and at the time I didn't have an answer for him on like what the follow up was going to be. Um, I know there's been talk about organizing a women in music chapter around here, but you know, and actually Maggie and I, so Maggie who helped uh, co lead that uh, panel discussion, but we've we've talked a lot about this because she's also experienced a lot of issues with this type of harassment and um, just misogyny and just we've had a lot of good conversations about this. We did follow up with Carolyn after the panel discussion. Her ideas are were directed around like issues around violence uh, towards women in the music industry, which is very, very valid as well. And I think things are just a little a little slow to get off the ground, which we still definitely wanna get involved with because um, that's super important. Maybe we'll get involved together with her. Maybe we'll end up being one in the same, but because we just keep getting so much feedback locally here in this area, Meg and I have been talking about getting something together sooner than later while we still have all of this information, while there are currently more and more problems. And really, our goal is right now to just get information out there so that there's no more, you know, ideally no more situations that get to this point so that there is no need to deal with the violent repercussions so that women can feel safe being musicians and working in the music industry being concert goers, <laughs> mm-hmm. being all of those things. And that's really our primary goal is, and, and that that men can know how to assist us in that same cause. And that is a little bit different than Carolyn's uh, mission. And, and again, maybe at some point that'll merge, but that's where we would like to start. And we'd like to do that sooner than later because of what we keep learning.
1: Yeah. And if anyone who's listening to this is interested in learning more or potentially getting involved, or sharing a story, how would you direct them to do so?
2: I think, I mean, just reaching out through our social media for the Musicians Venture podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, any of those places, or you can just email Nick or myself. I'm at allison at com, all spelled out, A-L-L-I-S-O-N, or just go to our website, uh, themusiciansventure.com, That'll get you to to a contact page and it'll go to us as well. We're not that hard to find.
1: (laughs) Right, right. Like I said, this is a really important issue and one that certainly WMV is giving a lot of attention to and quote-unquote airtime to with focusing some workshops and panel events and meetups around this topic. But also, if you're interested or comfortable in sharing your story, You know, as it relates to this topic, there could be future podcast episodes about this. Any and all ways that awareness can be created around not just your particular incident, but the collection of incidents, I think will bring a lot more weight to the severity of the problem, a lot more attention, and hopefully a lot more people who are interested in stepping up and helping out in correcting that problem. This is definitely something that permeates... Every music scene, not just Milwaukee's, but the potential of having like a focused effort around this to correct this issue in Milwaukee and hopefully throughout the state of Wisconsin is exciting. It's something that I think potentially doesn't get enough effort behind it because it's maybe seen as not directly impactful to the industry itself you know and making money and and you know the business side of things but Mm -hmm. I think it absolutely is both directly and indirectly and this is another avenue for just rallying support and rallying community around a cause that will ultimately help Wisconsin's music scene stand out help invite others into Wisconsin music scene knowing that it's a safe place to do work to meet people there's just so many benefits to getting behind a cause like this so if this is interesting to you in any way shape or form please reach out offer your support your contributions your story any feedback you have with incidents that you have experienced or individuals that you're aware of and most importantly if you see something say something you know take it upon yourself to be a good person Human and a good citizen of society, and do what you can to step in and and protect and help and assist and be an ally for anyone who might be experiencing the negative effects of this type of issue.
2: As you were talking, I was just thinking about Bissa Ray's interview. Do you remember that? And that was a while ago now, Mm -hmm. right? uh, Maybe six months ago or something?
1: Probably, yeah.
2: And uh, she is an amazing artist from the Sheboygan area that was on this podcast well before any of these larger incidents were happening. But she herself had some really strong stories of being victimized in, in the music industry herself. You know, that was such a powerful interview that she's definitely one of the people that we will keep in the loop on, on some of these things. But just goes to show you that this is, you know, this podcast and, and other things that we do. Through Wisconsin Music Ventures, it is a really important outlet for um, sharing these stories. And as you were mentioning, we can certainly use this to, to share more along those lines. So thank you so much for having this conversation about this with me today.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Musicians Venture Podcast. Please leave ratings and reviews from wherever you're listening from. Check us out online at themusiciansventure.com for more information on what we have happening, to find past episodes, and ways to get in touch with us. Find us on social media at the Musicians Venture on Facebook and Instagram, and at musicianventure on Twitter. Like and follow us on all those platforms, and hey, while you're there, engage with and share our content with your friends. The Musicians Venture Podcast is hosted by me, Nick O'Brien, with guest host appearances from Allison M. The podcast is produced by Shannon Coulard, with theme music by Mike Newmeyer. Thanks again for listening.